This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the get Phone. Everybody oh, get off that and phone. the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? What'd you do? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. <laughs> you are listening to Massive Late Fee. He loves the podcast because hard. he we'll didn't get, rewind it. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Right. Screw that late fee. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Stoller, once again. What a great opening. I think that that might be my favorite thing that's happened from the entire uh, the entire prospect of starting this podcast is Fred Stoller's intro. I think the um the interview with uh ooh, that's this is gonna haunt me. Harry Connick Jr. Yep. That was a good I one. You're talking are you talking about Ed Begley Jr. Of himself. Yes, I knew there was a junior in there. Well, yeah, we've actually we've been pretty lucky. We've had a few really good things go our way. So the Fred Stoller thing, obviously the interview with Ed Begley Jr., uh, the interview with Larry Hankin, the fact that like five episodes in, Norm MacDonald's called us out on Twitter and follows us on Twitter. Yeah, that was really nice. So yeah, we've had we've had some good. Uh, Josie Lawrence acknowledged our existence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a Pineapple Express the other day. It's not a very good movie, but Ed Bigley Jr. is really funny. <laughs> have you seen that? I have seen it once. Yeah, he's just like a very irate father. Yeah, it's it. So Ed Bigley Jr. has been in a lot of stuff. Some of it very good, and some of it not so good. But he's always good. I could imagine yeah, him. Sure. Even in Curb Your Enthusiasm, when he's on there for like a minute in an episode, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I could imagine him being like being in an Adam Sandler film, being the only one who somehow remains professional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike. This episode, I-, I wanted to talk about, I discovered something uh, quite by accident because I'm not a, I'm not a huge purveyor of the, the site Reddit, although... Every once in a while, I go on there. We we I post stuff of ours, like podcast stuff, sometimes on Reddit. We don't have a Reddit of our own. Anyone wants to start a Reddit out there? Our massive late fee. Go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm not going to take the time to do it. You know, you know, I I started a Reddit. It's called uh, Movie Sequel Ideas. Oh, Nobody's is it? Ever posted to do it? Oh, I'll uh, I'll check that out. I mean, there's nothing to check out. I'll post a movie sequel idea. That's a, not, that's not a bad topic for a show, by the way. Movie sequel ideas. Maybe we'll we've talked about that before. Maybe we'll do that next time. But uh, have we? I don't know. But I don't know. This Reddit is too afraid to ask, and people apparently post questions that they are too afraid to ask in polite society. So I thought, Mike, we'd go through a few of these questions and see if we have any answers for these people on too afraid to ask. Should I give their names, their screen names? I guess that's okay, right? I mean, it's giving them credit. Unlike most things, that just rip Reddit off and don't give credit. Right. So, like uh, Dave and Jack the Freak. <laughs> exactly. So this question comes from Impossible Fortune 4. Uh, apparently they have come in possession of four Impossible Fortunes in the past. You know, a lot of websites like BuzzFeed will just go, like, they'll literally just go through, like, a Top Gun Reddit and, like, post the funniest responses and just, like, you know, screenshot it. That's, mm-hmm. like, their entire journalistic article. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> BuzzFeed is garbage. 
Yeah. I we should do a, a podcast where we just cover BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> and then one on Screen Rant because I hate Screen Rant. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh God, yes. I the only like I like I've said before, the only thing I like on Screen Rant is pitch meeting with Ryan George. He's hilarious. I wish like when they were doing. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. I was just gonna say I wish he'd just do pitch me because he has his own uh, his own. YouTube channel Ryan George where he does other stuff that is also hilarious and I wish he'd get out of his contract with Screen Rant and just do stuff on his page. They're doing like the Watchmen. They're like a they were talking about like the little boy who had like the magnetic puzzle. Like he's got some crazy powers. What must this be? Like they very clearly like imply that it's magnetic. Mm -hmm. And if you knew anything about the world, then you know that. Those actually, they have like magnetic furniture and that kind of shit. It mm-hmm. was just like a call. And they're like, oh, what power does he have? I'm, none. He has none. <laughs> There's the one of the uh, podcasts I listen to, The Weekly Planet. They have a. Subs- oh. <laughs> I know you. I might. I know you hate when I talk about them. But they have a. They have a subscription service and on their subscription service, they do another podcast called We've Got We've Got This Covered Covered. And it's where they they go through they go through clickbait articles basically not just the website we got this covered but all of them mostly focused on comic book news because uh, that's kind of what they do so like comic book movie news so but they uh, one of the things they do is they're like well how many paragraphs in do you think that they answer the question posed by the the headline and that's one of those things where it's like what kind of powers does this boy have have and I bet you. That article started out with, uh, for those of you that don't know, The Watchmen is a popular television series, which is a continuation from the, the you know comic, and they go into the history of the comic. And it's like not to be confused with the movie, and then they go into the history of the movie, and then they you know they do all and this character, and they go into the character's history because apparently they have to hit some sort of arbitrary word count in order to get picked up by Google's analytics. So that's why they do Probably. that shit. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Speaking of uh, comic book news, I, I didn't read exactly. I, I, I just read the the clickbait. I didn't read the actual article, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Uh, I was saying something about like, like Keanu Reeves might be part, joining the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, one of the in not the Eternals. Is it the Shaolin movie or something like that? I have no idea. I didn't read it. Maybe he is going to rep- reprise his role in the movie Keanu. Was he in that movie? Yeah. I think he played, I think he was the voice of a dog or something. Oh, I know there was a movie like the Key and Peele guys did. I, I don't know much about it. Moon Knight. He's going to be Moon Knight. Really? Moon Knight's like the shittiest character. Apparently. Isn't Moon Knight the one that's like, there's a, uh, there's a, like a, a edition of Moon Knight or whatever, what, like a comic of Moon Knight where he walks in to, like Dracula's fucking lair and is like, where's the money you owe me? <laughs> what? I think that I think he's the character that does that. Some character does it. Like, where's my money? <laughs> I don't even know that Moon Knight has superpowers. He's like a martial arts guy. Yeah. Well, that's probably well, the why they're looking at Keanu Reeves. That makes sense. I mean, of all the people who are Moon Knights, I mean, you would think that only Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were even eligible. Right. Exactly. I mean, they were the first people on the moon. That we know of. Correct. But on to this question. Impossible Fortune 4 asks, is my roommate masturbating when I'm trying to sleep? Yeah. 
Yep. They are. The question, the, the answer is always going to be yes, but I'll read it out. I'm a female in my early 20s who is currently living with a few other male friends who are around the same age. Okay, so early 20s. Due to our living situation, I am sharing a room with one of them. We each have our own bed. There is usually a point when I go to sleep where I can hear a noise from his bed that sounds like stirring mac and cheese. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. That is usually followed by a deep sigh. It usually lasts no more than a few minutes. It sounds like masturbation. If it is what I think it is, then I'm on, then I honestly don't plan on confronting him about it, but just confused because I hear these same noises most nights. What's confusing about that? I could. What's the point if you're not going to ask him about it? Right. I could also just be fucking insane, which seems more accurate. But I agree. I don't. I don't get it. If the why does it sound like you're? First of all, that's very specific. Making mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like a big, like wet, like gloppy sound. I guess. Yeah. Is how much lube is this guy using? That's my question. Yeah, it's probably too much. He's got. I feel that uh, it's important, especially if you're like living with like a roommate situation. You should learn how to whack off silently. Yeah, or you could go to the bathroom. You know, you could go down. I mean, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be that obvious, just stand over a fucking bed and stare at Want some mac and cheese? Pet her hair the entire time. <laughs> Big craft. Do you, now here's my question. Do you think I mean, it's obvious the guy's masturbating? Of course he is. He's in his early twenties. Yeah. Do you? Th- I, I think you're kind of always masturbating when you're in your early twenties. Yeah, for for women out there, that's men are constant. Like anytime a man's got his hands in his pockets, or you know, like he's got a. a that's why they invented those parkas with like the hands on the front. It's easier access. Men are just always masturbating or touching their penises why, or whatever. That's why we're not murdering each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Let off, you gotta let off some steam, as they say. Exactly. But, so, clearly he is masturbating. Now, you gotta you, make the mac and cheese, as they say. Do you think... Do you think that he's doing it so often because, you know, he's he's in his early 20s and obviously, like, a lot of people need that to go to bed, like, to relax before bed or it becomes, like... A habit before bed, or do you think that he's kind of getting off on the fact that she's in the room with him? I mean, I, I, I doubt. I doubt it. I mean, if if there's some kind of, I mean, it'd be kind of weird. I think. I think if he was into her, he wouldn't do that because he'd like be trying to impress her or something. Probably yes. That is also he's my... just like, yeah, you're one of the guys, you know. Yeah, that's my. Or he thinks she's sleeping and not just creepily laying there listening to every fucking noise he makes. Because that's that. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I think. I think he's waiting till he thinks she's asleep, and then he's like, "Okay, now I can now I can stir the mac and cheese like I've always wanted to." <laughs> right. I mean, if anything, she's violating his privacy, and that's just rude. Agreed. You need to get some noise canceling headphones, uh, ma'am, and, and and just ignore it. Yeah, type type this up and send it to Reddit, please. Thank you. Yep. So, question number two. Uh, let's... When I'm trying to masturbate, I hear some creepy noises <laughs> from my uh, roommate. Do you think she hears me? I hear the I hear the sound of a craning neck. <laughs> it's okay. like it's like someone stretching crap. rubber bands. <laughs> I hear your craft cock over there. What's going on? Uh, so there's a couple questions in here. I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed, which one I wanted to read. I think it's this one, but 
There's two questions on this little screenshot I've got. One is by Whipped Cream Cheese. Sounds delicious. Uh, I cream cheese. Is it? I know, I know you don't. Is it normal to constantly want to be a kid again? It's all I can think oh, about sometimes. I just want the happiness that I used to feel as a kid. I do have depression, but it's not that bad, and I'm on medication for it. It just feels like no matter what I do, I'll never be as happy as when I was a kid. No, you won't. That's part of being an adult. Right. And Accept I think this and move on. I think, too, part of it is there are, there are things. Obviously, there are great things about being a kid because that we, you don't realize when you're a kid most of the time that you don't have you don't have responsibilities. You don't you know, you don't have to. There's a lot of stuff you don't have to worry about, but there's also a lot of stuff you can't do. There's lots. I don't think people will remember the bad parts, like mm-hmm. having to ask permission to do everything, you know, having having being forced to go to bed at a certain time. Yeah, having someone in control of a lot of aspects of your life. And hopefully you're lucky and you don't have shitty parents. Right, exactly. But yeah, I think there's I th- like you said, I think people look at childhood through rose-colored glasses a lot of times. And I think there's a certain group of people that are like, man, I really like. I want to be. I I'd be fourteen again, like for the rest yeah, of my it's life. Like an escape, escapist, like avoidant type thing. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It it seems like it was easier. Uh, but I mean, it, it's um, you have to. I mean, the alternative to being an adult is uh, dying uh, tragically at any age. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's your options. And it's, it's and being an adult's not all bad. I mean, no. especially like you know, if you if you you have to put a lot of work and discipline into it, but you know, you have uh, you do a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, if you if you if you're in charge of your life, then I think that's you can make it whatever you want. Basically, I mean, within reason, obviously, you can't yeah. uh, stoke stroke, stroke uh, Homelander's cock and smash someone's head against a wall, but not with or your him. own cock with no. your fucking mac and cheese lube. <laughs> exactly. Oh, is that what he's, he's using? Craft lube. <laughs> <laughs> it looks orange afterwards, like a Cheeto. Right. It makes it makes your cock smell like macaroni and cheese. Ooh, but if it made it taste like that, uh, it might be more uh, have more willing participants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so here's here's a question from uh, you know oh nine, and this is the, this to me the 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 reason I, I've chose this one is just because it's so weird. There were a ton of like political questions and shit like that, that I did not want to get into at all. So I chose ones that, that, you know, avoided those kind of topics, but this, it's just a weird, I don't know exactly what this person is asking. Are there any severe consequences of lying without getting caught? And then he says, not in trouble or anything. Just wanted to know. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I guess the only answers on here are like especially if you're, guilt. Especially if you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're Take a sociopath, absolutely none. Is he asking like, are there like like is this a religious question? Are there are there consequences beyond you know? Because I mean, no, there aren't. Pretty much no. I it, and I guess it depends on what you mean by what is a consequence. You know, you can like like I said, a couple people on here are like guilt, which you know is is a consequence that you impose yeah. upon yourself. Sure. But other than that, I mean, what what would like you steer your life in a direction that you might not want it to go? That could that could be it, I suppose. Yeah, 
I mean, you shouldn't lie. I, I try to lie as little as possible. Yeah, me too. But we all lie, you know, like House would say, everybody lies. Yeah. So, uh... Do you think it turned out that House was the biggest liar of all? Well, that'd be interesting. He didn't have a medical he's degree like, at all. He's like, he's like, first of all, I'm not a doctor. Do you think a doctor would require 40 tests to diagnose one thing? Right. <laughs> and secondly, my leg's fine. Oh, my God. That would be insidious. <laughs> okay, here's a with, with Halloween coming up, this is a this is an interesting question to me. Can I wear fake dreadlocks when I dress up as Michonne from The Walking Dead? I'm not sure if you're aware of who Michonne is. She's a black character from The Walking Sadly, Dead. Sadly, I am aware. Yeah. I guess it depends. If you're a white person, no, you cannot do that. I'm sorry, but you can't. She says, uh, I'm a white lady who loves The Walking Dead, and Michonne is my favorite character. Is it offensive to wear fake dreadlocks with my costume? Is that similar to blackface? To clarify, I'd never Mm. do blackface, just trying to determine if those have the same connotation. You know, yeah, I kind of assume they're doing blackface as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess it makes sense that they're not. But I'm going to go with okay, because dreadlocks are not an African or African-American or Jamaican or Haitian-specific thing. The ancient Greeks wore dreadlocks. Yeah, exactly. So do that, and if anybody calls you on it, say, hey, read a fucking history book. Exactly. I'm doing this. Like, I'm I'm disgracing Socrates. Right. I'm glad he ate that fucking hemlock. She says that she's considering just using a cloth headband. Uh, to like, you know, like, cause sometimes Michonne does have a cloth headband on the show. So I think that's probably a better. Yeah, uh, I guess. I don't know if anyone's going to know who you are. I mean, it depends on the, depends on the elaborateness of the costume. I suppose. So this person is just posting this. So someone's like, oh, that's an awesome costume. I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> right. No, oh, she's, she's posting it. Cause she wants somebody to be like, oh, you're white. Just go full blackface. It's okay. <laughs> Make sure you speak with the accent. Oh, my goodness. Michonne. Michonne was one of my favorite characters, too, on a show that I don't really like that much. Yeah, I think zombies are dumb, and uh, I, I feel that I'd hate the show. It's not good. <laughs> I can say that. See, I feel that. I feel there's a weird thing going on with like the whole zombies. I think zombies are often liked by people who just would really love to shoot somebody, but don't want to actually shoot an actual human <laughs> being. Like... Hear me out. I think that like they're like they think it sounds like a fun challenge. Which let's be honest, we all could like you know just do this and it wouldn't actually harm an actual living person. It sounds fun, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, hunting when they hunt you back. I can see that. It is kind see, of the ultimate hunting, isn't it? See, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, uh, I, I like movies like uh, Aliens and uh, what's, there's another one that's very not very similar, but it's it's kind of like I guess Predator to a, a degree where. It's not like some innocent victim that's being, you know, attacked by these mm-hmm. monsters. Right. Or I guess uh, Resident Evil also is a good example. It's, it's like we're like, there's, tra- it's more of an action than a horror movie. You're like, well, no one, like, they bring the fight to the monster. That's right. For me. And that's how I feel this would be if you had a, a zombie type situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, no one wants, I mean, that's not true. There's plenty of people who want to murder actual people, but cause I feel that, I, I feel that people like really kind of need like an initiation ritual. Yeah. Like, you know, to become like an adult. I mean, there's really no actual, like, you know, specific one in our culture. Like like, a coming of age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go out and murder like a human or anything like that. But I mean, there's not anything that really formally or properly, properly passes you from like, you know, childhood to adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, ancient, 
in ancient history, you know, a lot of it was involved around hunting and, you know, sp- you know, sports are just approximations of like, you know, war or tribal fights. That's why we were, we're so, you know, concerned with the results of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I mean, it's just, people use warlike words when referring to them. Yeah. I mean, it's just people just, I mean, we unfortunately have this like, you know, thing built deep into us, especially males, which is why you have to, you know, stir the cheese a couple times a day sometimes. Exactly. It's just like, you know, there's like such a violent part to our nature and looking aggressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's, it's beneficial in a lot of ways. That's why we're the predominant species species on this planet. You know, we've literally killed our way to the top. We're not the strongest creatures. No. We're the smartest. And the most cunning. And the most, and the most devious. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Last question, which also, it, it kind of actually goes into a little bit of what you were talking about. What if the way gay men act is actually the way men really are. Huh. And I don't... It says that masculinity has not remained consistent throughout history and will continue to change as time goes by. It would be arrogant of modern people to think they have found the true representation of man. And I don't agree with that comment at all, actually. No, not at all. I think... I mean, I think there there are variations to what's you know, generally considered masculine and, and not masculine. But like you just pointed out, the testosterone and the impulses that give men, rightly or wrongly, is kind of what we think of as masculinity. And there's a, uh, there's like a psychologist, like I think it's an evolutionary psychologist, um, uh, who like wrote a book. It was kind of interesting. Like they even said that like, you know, as far as like status and stuff goes, it's closely tied to like your testosterone. Like they had some men like drive like through a busy intersection and like, you know, like a, like a Mazda or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they gave the same men like, you know, a like they went through in like a Porsche and like, you know, they tested their saliva after each run and the Porsche, even if they went the same speed, their saliva had way more testosterone in it. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, that it's, it's biological. I don't know exactly what they mean by what if gay men is the way men are. So it's kind of funny because that's, in a sense, an offensive thing to say because not right. all gay men. I mean, I know, I'm, obviously there's like the classic, like, you know, affectations that you expect, you know, from like, you know, media for like a gay person, you know, to have like, oh, you know, they're gay. You know, they're talking with a lisp. They're in a mm-hmm. Broadway. They're do- it's like basically Will and Grace, like that guy on there is like, you know, basically the stereotype for it. But, I mean, you know, gay people are just as nuanced and, you know, different as mm-hmm. straight people. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of a fucked up question to ask. There's a, we watch, my wife and I watch a show called Lovecraft Country, and one of the characters on that is a gay man, and he's in a relationship with a very feminine gay man, a man, and the, the show takes place, like, in the 50s, a man that dresses up like a woman and, and, and you know, like, <clears throat> besides that is just very feminine but the dude that's with him and i you know this makes sense in some degrees the dude that's with him like he doesn't he plays it not he plays it where he's not don't you think he's playing it kind of <laughs> great <laughs> but he's he's playing i i almost said playing it straight but that's uh, you know that's not the connotation that i mean he's playing it like not out you know not flamboyant he's and which you know is the truth of a lot of like you said a lot of gay people a lot of gay people you know everyone talks about gaydar and stuff like that a lot of gay people you wouldn't you wouldn't automatically suspect because they don't fall into cliches like like that and that's 
like you said, that's how people are. So I don't know exactly what they mean by how they are, but if they mean more feminine, I think because I believe that homosexuality is a biological thing and not a choice, uh, at least for the moment. Oh no, that's why we have all these hurricanes. (laughs) At least for the most part. Um, I think that uh, that there there are probably biological differences that we don't necessarily have the yeah for sure there for sure are I mean there's yeah. been uh, quite a few I, I I watched a pretty fascinating documentary um I don't know the guy's name he's British I think he was on a show called Torchwood which I think has something to do with Doctor Who okay so he's probably gay he's, then. no he is big time <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm kidding, but, but, but first of all, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have like this person like this, you wouldn't, I mean, he's British, so, you know, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes with like, you know, a British accent versus like an affectation, mm-hmm. but I mean, you would never, I would never have guessed, you know, just from hearing the guy, you know, speak for a few minutes that he was gay, but then they had like different theories. Like one of them was that like, um, like they found that a lot of gay men had like, you know, a lot of men, if you look at your ring finger, it's a pretty, it's longer than your index finger. And that's due to the presence of testosterone in the womb. Mm. And they did a study. It was kind of interesting. Like a lot of gay men, they actually didn't have it. It implied that they were exposed to less testosterone in the womb because you know they had like uh, they had like their ring, their ring fingers weren't as long as they would be on straight men. Interesting. They had a few more theories, but the interesting one was they found that um, if you had like a, if you had a lot of boys, like you know a, a woman, like a like you know the the later in the birth order the boy was, the more likely he was to be gay. Hmm. And so this guy had two, like, older brothers. He goes, yeah, I had two older brothers. But then he found out, you know, when talking to his mother, that she had actually lost a child that was a boy that they didn't, you know, they, they just didn't mention before then. So they feel that, like, the uh, females can, like, build up, like, a tolerance against testosterone, you know, if they have too many boys, which is very odd. But oh. it was just a theory. And that's so he suspects that if there's a biological cause for him, that's that's what it was. Huh. That is, that is very quite- fascinating. There's probably a few different, you know, things. I mean, I'm sure someone, I, I'm, I'm like, it's biological. I mean, can they identify a gene? I don't think so. But mm-hmm. I mean, is there, is it even a, on, on the gene level? It could be testosterone. It could be many different things. Yeah. And you know what? I always thought that to be a shit argument because, you know, even if it's not biological, if someone chooses to be, if someone actually chose to be gay, mm-hmm. you know what? It's no different than if they were born that way. Why do you care what oh. someone else chooses to oh, do? Great. I've never understood the fascination. I mean, if someone was a straight person, would I would a preacher be talking about like how the evils they do in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of anyone anyone's life is? I mean, even like a pornographic movie star, how much of their life is sex? Yeah. And even if it is sex, are you? I mean, is that a polite conversation? I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Bill, how are you doing? Oh, are you uh, stirring the mac and cheese with your roommate uh, trying to sleep the other day? <laughs> Well, my wife and I, let me tell you about, I mean, at least I don't have these conversations. I'm sure there's people out there who are very, you know, descriptive about their sexual encounters with each other. But I mean, in general, I mean, it, it, I've never, I mean, a, a straight person, like, you know, a straight friend of mine, or even you, you know, I've never once gone to a uh, deep conversation about specifics in the bedroom. A straight friend or even you. Yeah. My index, my index finger is uh, equal to my ring finger. It's an, so It's an any. <laughs> No. no, actually, yeah, yeah. I was looking at it. It is weird how much longer the the ring finger is. My, yeah, I mean, it's, my it's index weird. fingers, I think, are oddly short, though, for some reason. But I don't know. Um, I don't like my yeah, hands. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so Torchwood, it could be John Barrowman. I guess. Or Burn Gorman. No or idea. Gareth David Lloyd. If you show me a picture of the guy from the special I saw, I wouldn't recognize him. Well, here he is. Oh, wait. We don't have video. 
That's him. Oh, David Price. I think I think that name sounds familiar. Hold on, let me check my gay list, and you look up to see if he's gay, okay? All right. Torchwood is a British science fiction television program created by Russell T. Davies, a spinoff from the 2005 revival of Doctor Who, which aired for four seasons between 2006 and 2011. I've never heard of it. I've heard of Doctor Who, but... Who did, who's, who did you say sound, sound familiar? Tom Price? David Price, maybe? Mm, he has two sons, and his spouse is Bethany... Moray. Well, for a British person, that means you're gay. Bill Pullman was in it. Bill Pullman. I think is I don't know if it's, is, is, it's Lanto Jones. I think Lanto. I, he said he did a documentary, so I, I'm pretty sure this is him. My Lanto Jones. No, John John Barrowman. I think is what it is. Oh. I, I, I said, yeah, it's it's the first it's one I said. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it didn't sound familiar, though. He's actually Scottish. Even worse. Mm, Who do you see. think the worst country is in the UK or Great Britain? He is gay. Or those islands? The worst country of of Great Britain or the two islands, Ireland? Like, great. Yes, so, so including, including Ireland. United yes. Kingdom, including Ireland. Okay, what's the, what's the worst country? Um, Wales. <laughs> You are right. Very right. It's Wales. <laughs> Speak fucking English, Wales. Oh, my God. You're, like, you ever seen a sign in Welsh? There's no vowels. Jeez. Oh, I fucking hate Welsh people. Fuck you, Wales. <laughs> I wonder if we have any uh, listeners in Wales. Catherine Zeta-Jones listens. She's Welsh. But I think that's about I it. I heard she's uh, bipolar. <laughs> What's part of the time she's uh, Catherine jones and part of the time she's zeta i don't remember how the joke goes <laughs> half the time she's Catherine zeta jones the other half she's sucking an old man's cock yeah that's the variation <laughs> apparently she's also uh giving people throat cancer is she yeah, with her uh juices <laughs> with her what what would her mac and cheese be called? Uh. her campbell's soup Camel toe soup. It's mm-mm, Catherine. Oh my goodness! Maybe she Maybe. should make a candle. If she made a candle, like Gwyneth Paltrow made a candle, would it give people cancer? Jeez. See, I don't know that he necessarily got it from her, though. I don't know. He likes deep pussy, so good for him. Congrats. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Jeez. <laughs> Hard and paint there, Mark. <laughs> uh, I guess unless you were married to Debbie Moore, then I could see a problem with it. Do you think? Uh, I don't know how. You... Do you think that Bruce Willis shaved his head just because it was too much hair? I'm trying to lead by example. <laughs> Look, you can see everything now, Debbie. <laughs> Is she just brushing it for hours? Trying to lead by example. Oh my god, that's the best! She's just sitting on the couch with like a uh, like a afro pick, just trying to straighten this shit. Bruce Willis is like, "Hey, when I'm down here, I look like Gene Shalit." <laughs> He's like, "Hey, while you're doing that, why don't you watch some of my movies?" And that's why she's like, "Oh, we can't be married." Oh god! <laughs> yeah, he he does not care. He, it's been so long About since he's. Scriptures? It's been so long since he's cared about anything. 
I think the COVID would be the best time for him to work, right? Because it like it'd just be Zoom <laughs> Zoom movies. <laughs> I'm gonna do yeah. a movie over Zoom. What is I feel l- that we can get him for a uh, Zoom movie. Oh yeah, for sure. What's the last movie Bruce Willis did? Bruce Willis has holy fuck. <laughs> Bruce Willis has done two movies this year. Direct to video on demand. His last four movies have been direct to video on demand. Ten minutes gone. Trauma Center. Survive the night and hard kill. Are those Quibi movies? They must be. He's got. I know, the most recent thing I know of that was in the theaters was the remake of Death Wish, and I did not watch that. Mm. You ever watch those movies, uh, Mark Death Wish? I've seen the original, a couple of the original Death Wish movies, but I haven't. I didn't see the remake. A couple of the original, sir. Yeah, I saw. If you haven't seen Death Wish three, then you have not lived a life worth living. I think Death Wish one and Death Wish three are the two I've seen. Yeah, Death Wish three is when they just like completely just forget about the entire premise of Death Wish, and it's just like mm-hmm. uh, Charles Bronson shooting people. Yeah. Like, a guy steals a camera and then he just shoots him in the back while he's riding away on a bicycle? <laughs> oh, my God. And then he kills some guy with a rocket launcher from, like, five feet away. Yeah. That's a great shot. Yeah, that I've seen that one. I've seen Death Wish 3, and I think I've seen the original Death Wish, which is kind of... it's. It's weird in today's climate of, like, you know, kind of that movie... That obviously that movie... Well, I guess maybe it would kind of get made today because they did make a, Florida. They did make a remake of it, but it's like it's and they play it really straight. The guy's messed up as a character, but they play it very they play it very earnestly, almost like the first uh, Ro- or not Rocky, the first um, uh, first Blood movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's called First Blood, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's it's pretty good. It's you know it's it's a seventies movie. It's slow. It's like you know kind of contemplative. It's like a meditation on war and the nature of war and coming back and stuff like that. So you know that uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle is the only uh, Rocky movie to not star Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that's interesting. What about the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Because I saw that on your Facebook. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I forgot. But also Rocky and Bullwinkle. So there's two. So listen to the plot of Hard Kill. So Hard Kill stars Jesse Metcalf and Bruce Willis. I don't... Jesse Metcalf... I feel that I know the name Jesse Metcalf. What was he on? Was that the guy from uh, MTV where he won the the contest to be a VJ? Oh, Jesse Camp. That's Jesse Camp. Let's see. He was on something called Passions, John Tucker Must Die. He starred as Christopher Ewing in the TNT uh, continuation of Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know him. He looks somewhat familiar, but I don't know him. But anyway, um, when billionaire tech CEO Donovan Chalmers, Bruce Willis, hires a team of mercenaries to protect a lethal piece of technology, security expert and team leader Derek Miller, Jesse Metcalf, finds himself in a deadly showdown with an old enemy. The mission becomes even higher risk when Chalmers' daughter is kidnapped by a terrorist group who will stop at nothing to obtain the tech. Miller and his team must race against the clock to save her and protect the fate of the human race before it's too late. Can you imagine, like, your job is to write the copy for that? Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine if my job was to write the script. I mean, how awful would that be? Oh, it sounds worse than the whole 10 yards. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I. I don't even know who else was in the Death Wish movie, but it just it, I have no interest in seeing. First of all, that's been done five thousand times by now. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster did a Death Wish movie. Yeah, she I did. mean it wasn't called that. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like this exact same premise. Yeah, you killed my daughter, prepare to die, kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. So, the Survive the Night, which is the other video on demand movie that he did, he stars in it with Chad Michael Murray. Is he just, okay. he's just trying, like, he's pairing himself with failed younger actors. I don't, I understand. They all look a like a vampire this, that sucks people's blood out. Yeah. They all look like the same dumb, you know, like, uh, kind of action type movies. I, it's so weird to me though. Like he's done two movies this year, directed video on demand, and he has three in process. Doesn't he have enough money? Can't he just be done now? See, I know he's got like a bunch of kids, and he's got at least the one ex-wife, so I yeah, don't know. That's true. His his newest movie is called Breach, uh, which is also also titled Anti-Life. Jeez, is it about like a breach, baby? That's a very fucking dark movie, Bruce Willis. Is that like anti-matter, where uh, if life and anti-life intersect, they destroy each other? It's a science fiction film apparently shot in Fitzgerald, Georgia at TMG Studios, directed by John Suits and starring Bruce Willis. Is this like, is this a joke? (laughs) This this, uh, directed by John Suits. This sounds like it was written by the onion. Right. What the fuck? And what is this about? It doesn't say that because it's an upcoming film, there's no plot summary or anything like that. Anti-life. Why would it have a plot at all? I think, I think you're right. I think it's about abortion because, you know, instead of pro-choice, you're anti-life, you know, I think that's what it's about, but it says it's a science fiction movie too. So I don't understand that. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe it's not. If it's science fiction, I can't imagine it's about abortion. Yeah, I would hope that. The last science fiction movie I saw... If there's anybody to to tackle such a sensitive subject, it's Bruce Willis. Right. Known for nuance. The, um... Yeah, the last science fiction movie I knew that was about abortion was Prometheus. Where they just have an abortion machine in that, uh, for some reason. Do you feel that uh, certain billionaires uh, have those in, like, in their basements? Do they really? Oh, I'm, I said you feel like they had that. Like, all right, sorry, sweetheart. Just go ahead and hop in there. It's another one. Sign oh. these papers. Yeah, probably. I, I could definitely see that. Those fucking Illuminati people. And then just uh, what Andrew Wrigley is just there crying with his shoes light shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Or was it? Or was it? Cho- I don't remember. What it was. It was Wrigley. choose life. You're right. And really, it's also uh, Andrew Wrigley. Michael was the. Andrew, uh, no, what's his name? Uh, George Michael was like the ultimate uh, anti-abortion person. Yeah, because he never even uh, put, put he never even put the ball into play. So that's that's correct. He's like I'm I'm for no life. No, he probably actually had sex with uh, quite a few women while he was trying to figure things out. Maybe I don't know. He, I know that they had that famous Christmas song, the last Christmas, you know, and then he died uh, on Christmas Eve of a uh, heart failure. From years and years of drug use. It's a shame. Yeah, it's not good. But also, he might have been, like, rapey with guys or something. I don't know. 
Oh, I don't know. I think he would have got me too if he'd lived to that uh, thing. Because I mean, I've heard stories, but obviously nothing's ever proven. Plus, you don't speak ill of the dead, I guess, unless they're I don't know Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Ann Arbor uh, decriminalized uh, magic mushrooms. Did they really? I mean, they're not like selling them or anything, but if you're caught with them, you're uh, you're good. It's like how they did with marijuana. Like with marijuana, they're yeah, just like, like a five dollar yeah. fine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even if you were black, that's how progressive Ann Arbor is. Right. What do you say we go to Ann Arbor and do a uh, psychedelic podcast on psychedelics? No, oh, well, sure. Why not? Let's do it. I've done magic mushrooms once in my life. Yeah, I never have. It was okay. Though I though I'm open to it. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, had him on pizza, and then uh, I almost said his name. Uh, one of our friends, uh, his initials are KSA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he threw up. Oh, well, that's good. But everyone else was okay, like because apparently, and then, you, you and then someone that. picked him up and tucked him into their pocket and uh, walked away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the night that we did that. We smoked pot. We did psychedelic mushrooms. We um. We drank too, as well. We were all staying the night at a friend's house, uh, and one of the, I was saying, I was like, "Man, we've done so many drugs tonight," you know, like it was one of those nights. And uh, my the friend uh, Alex, he was like, he was like, "Yeah," and I took, I listed off all the stuff I just listed to you, and he's like, "Yeah, I, uh, yeah," and I took aspirin today too. <laughs> like I looked at him, <laughs> like, and I was like, "Come on." You're being a dick. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I thought he was making fun of me, but he was really just genuinely saying that he, he had added another truck. On top of us. <laughs> and then uh, the one that threw up, uh, yeah, he and I were the last two that were awake and we were watching an episode of the Twilight Zone. And it's the, and it's the one where the right. guy, it's the one where the guy gets um, his necktie caught in the elevator. And earlier, that woman had given him a pair of scissors and said, this is just what you need. And he was like all confused by it. And his necktie gets caught in the elevator as it's going up. And he's about to choke to death. And he reaches into his pocket, grabs the scissors, and cuts his his tie. And he goes, it was just what I needed. It was just what I needed. And our friend, the one that threw up, said, Oh my God, that's where the cars got the, the idea for that song from. And you could like, I mean, I guess maybe it's possible, but you could not convince him. Like he was absolutely convinced that that episode of the Twilight Zone is where the cars were inspired to write that song from. Could be. Yeah. Just what I needed. Anyway. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, you should. Uh, so that's our episode for the week. Um, I don't know. Mike, you want to tell anybody to do anything? I'm going to tell everybody to go to mybookie.ag. Do it. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the code late fees. Yeah, I feel that you forgot the code last time. I did feel the, <laughs> did forget the code last time. But they know. Use late fees. Get a 100% deposit bonus. Go have a fun You and your wife sit around the computer pour a glass of wine. Go to their little casino. Play some three-card poker. Play some roulette. I won some money on roulette. I'm not afraid to say it. Did you know that the uh, the opening riff of Just What I Needed was borrowed from Yummy Yummy Yummy? <laughs> no. Is that is the is the opening of Yummy 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 someone stirring some mac and cheese? <laughs> In their tummy, yes. <laughs> I'm going to add to Wikipedia that it was uh, inspired by the Twilight episode. 
All right, sounds good. So now, now, so now your friend will feel justified. <laughs> oh, he's just my, he's not your friend anymore, huh? No, not really. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.